How did the statue of slave trader Edward Colston end up in the Bristol Harbor in 2020? And why was the acquittal of those who had been charged with removing the statue so controversial? This was the topic of discussion during a Second Saturday Art and Justice online gathering earlier this year. The following is an excerpt from that discussion featuring Emily Gould, Assistant Director with the Institute of Art and Law, who also co-hosted an upcoming episode of the podcast that goes into more depth about the Colston statue in a conversation with Queen's Council Barrister Richard Harwood over his recently released book, Contested Heritage, Removing Art from Land and Historic Buildings. That episode will be published in mid-August 2022. And now, for the overview of the Colston Controversy. Colston was this man who was uh, who's certainly um, not very popular amongst Bristolians today, should we say. There was evidence in this trial that's just taken place given by a historian, um, David Olashuga, who is quite prominent in the UK, and he, um, he said that he was... I think he owned more slaves than any other Brit in history or something. I mean, he was a massive, one of the earliest, biggest um, slave traders made a huge amount of money. In the, so it was sort of, yeah, mid-17th century. I think he died something like 1720 or something. So anyway, um, yeah, made a huge amount of money and then put a lot of that money into Bristol and into buying his votes as uh Alan was saying, and then um, then there was a statue to him erected not anywhere near his lifetime, something like 100 years after, by Victorian, um, by the Victorian sort of dignitaries in Bristol, um, who saw him as, you know, kind of a philanthropist and a, um, one of the founders of what was then contemporary Bristol society. So they put the statue up. And that, but it's not just the statue. I mean, half of the... Um, schools and streets and whatever in Bristol are named after Colston Um, and it wasn't really as I understand the story until something like the 1990s that um, as a result of the research of just a small number of people I think one person kind of started this whole movement they um, looked into you know the true history of Colston then people became aware of this very controversial um, very, you know, unpleasant past, and sort of since then, the people of Bristol have been talking about what they're going to do about these statues, and you know, there's been a big movement to want to remove the statue and um, remove all of this kind of veneration of this guy, um, and then it all came to a head um, last year in the wake of the killing of George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter protests, which of course were only kind of a shadow in the UK of, of what went on in the US. But there was certainly, you know, a lot of um, a lot of sort of protest activity around that time. And um, so a group of people, um, I mean a massive group, um, sort of marched through Bristol and toppled this statue and pushed it into the harbour. And um, there was then a prosecution. So the authorities saw fit to prosecute, but they just picked on four individuals. I think there were a number of other people, I was just reading an article about it, who were dealt with by way of restorative justice, as they call it. So they did some sort of um, community sort of penalty. But these four um, went to court and they became known as the Colston Four. So there was this big jury trial. 
And I think, I'm not sure of all the details, but I think they probably elected for trial by jury in the Crown Court. So I think it was what's called an either way offence in the UK where um, it can be tried either in a magistrate's court where obviously the, the verdict is given by a single judge advised by magistrates, two magistrates, whereas um, obviously the Crown Court trial is a jury trial, so they must have elected for um, jury trial and they were acquitted. Um, but they, I mean, there was clear video evidence of them involved in the pushing down of the statue. And so, um, you know, there was some surprise at the fact that, um, you know, there seemed to be um, sort of quite clear evidence of, you know, what, what would ordinarily be considered to be criminal damage. And... Um, so yeah but the jury acquitted them and it, it was you know a jury trial and so the verdict of the jury must be respected but at today's news or, ye- or yesterday's news i guess was so a number of um conservative mps and um sort of people in the fairly high up in the government including the cabinet expressed sort of surprise at the verdict um and some sort of concern that you know, it, it looked like it gave carte blanche for people to go around pushing over statues. Um, and that, you know, it's, 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 it, this is part of a sort of continuing conversation in the UK whereby, um, you know, these culture wars um, have been going on for some time, uh, whether the government's sort of very uh, keen to kind of um, take a very firm line against anything any kind of um, sort of protest movement which looks like it's um, sort of threatening the the kind of the public realm and um, so anyway so that's kind of been going on in the background but so um, yesterday the Attorney General said that she is considering whether to um, send the case to the appeal court to consider whether there was an error in basically a, um, an error of law um, in the direction of the jury because you can't a jury trial you know the verdict is the verdict and they've been acquitted they can't re you know they can't, there can't be a retrial unless there are you know fresh facts fresh evidence there's fresh evidence that comes to light um, but there's been quite a lot of backlash against that suggestion. Um, you know, that the, there should be an appeal because the appeal has to be on a point of law and numerous lawyers have come forward and said, well, there doesn't seem to be any point of law and it looks like a bit of a political move. So, yeah, so I guess in a bit of a nutshell, that's what's been going on in the UK in the last week. So very, very interesting times. But I think it was quite a specific situation. It was quite specific to its facts. You know, this statue has been the subject and the something that has really sort of brought out a very strong feeling in Bristol. So it was a very, in some ways, it was quite a local matter. It was quite locally specific because, you know, a lot of the kind of journalism is saying you know oh where is this all going to end you know um what what happens if someone goes and um defaces or pushes down a statue of churchill is this setting some sort of a precedent which of course is not setting a you know jury trials there's no sort of precedential value in a jury verdict as such so um yeah there's a lot going on there's also um at the moment a bill going through 
Parliament. Um, it's at the fairly late stages. It's it's quite a wise bill. It's a new sort of police and um, police and courts bill. I can't quite remember the long title. Um, but part of it, or at least one, one section of it, one provision, is to try to uh, increase the potential sentence for criminal damage against a public monument. So again, that's part of this kind of culture war political backdrop to, to what's going on. Um, and so there's been a lot of strength of feeling from, you know, those involved in and interested in sort of civil, civil liberties and a lot of concern about this bill. Um, it's a kind of a very technical point um, about the, the, the way in which they've dealt with that. But it, essentially, I suppose, the, um, the bottom line position is that it means that um, for criminal damage against a, against a memorial, against a sort of public monument like these statues, the, um, if that were tried in the magistrate's court, um, as it would have to have been if the value was under £5,000 in the past, the maximum sentence magistrates could pass would be three months imprisonment, whereas the proposal is now to get rid of that sort of financial threshold. So any um, criminal damage against a monument can then be tried in the Crown Court where the maximum sentence is 10 years. So, so the kind of the headline thing that the papers have picked up on is, oh, you know, criminal damage against a monument. If you damage a monument, then you're going to, you know, you could end up going down for 10 years. And so, again, that's caused concern for those, um, for the sort of civil liberties proponents. If you'd like to join an upcoming Second Saturday online gathering, please message me at stephanie at warfareofartandlaw.com.